Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. How many is hungry for the Word of God? Amen. I, I'm just, if, if you've come thinking I can just preach a, a beautiful, pretty message, I want to tell you the pastor's got the corner on that. He, you won't hardly find a better structured message, amen, than how he can preach. But all I know to do is just preach my heart. I mean, all I can do is just deliver what God has given to me. And I've, I've spent a lot of time over the last few months in what it seems like transition, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. So I know God's got a sense of humor. Amen. But most of all, I know that He trusts me. Amen. And He loves me, and He's faithful, and He's going to keep me through everything. Amen. So I'm glad for Him. Amen. Why don't we go before the Lord? Amen. This this evening in the Word. Amen. We're going to turn to the book of Genesis. Amen. Amen. The 32nd chapter. Amen. That's in uh, the front of the Bible if you need help in Genesis. Amen. If not, the altars are open. Amen. Amen. I, I took the other day and it seems like all I do anymore is work and there's a little state park not far from, from the workplace, and I uh, drove up there yesterday and found a little bench there, and, and I know everybody that drove by thought I was just completely nuts, amen, because I was there pouring my heart out to the Lord, and God spoke a word to me, and I, I cannot get away from this word, amen, but He showed it to me in just a little bit different way, amen, and I feel like I, I, I know, I don't just feel, I know, amen, this is the word for today, Amen. So we want to be obedient to God and to His Word. Amen. If you have it in the book of Genesis, amen, 32nd chapter, let's start at the 24th verse. It said, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hath prevailed. And Jacob asked him, said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face. My life is preserved. And he passed over Peniel, and the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. Amen. I wonder tonight, can we just lift our hands and go before the Lord? Ask him to minister in this house and anoint the word. Amen. Lord, we love you, God. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're doing in this place. Lord, we ask tonight that you would anoint, God, your messenger. Lord, deliver the word, God. Let me to get out of the way. And Lord, I pray that your word would shine forth tonight and minister and speak, God, that which you want spoken. Lord, we're trusting in you and we give you glory and honor because we know you're wonderful and we know you're great. Speak in this house and let somebody's life to be changed. 
Lord, we thank you, Jesus. We praise your name. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And the church said amen. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Amen. We want to go to the, I'm going to go to the book of Romans. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to just kind of dig into the word if we can. Romans 12. It says, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. By the renewing of your mind. Amen. Uh, amen. He asked me if I had a, 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 a title, but I guess if I was going to title it, it would be Wrestling with Our Minds. Amen. Have you ever wrestled with your mind? Amen. I love the story of Jacob and uh, it's such a wonderful story. It's kind of a, a backward story, you would think. Amen. You find Abraham and Isaac. Amen. Isaac married Rebecca, and Rebecca had uh, a couple sons, Jacob and Esau. And uh, the, the two boys were twins, but they were very much different. Amen. And, the, and Rebecca had been promised that she would receive two, two out of her womb would come two nations, and, and the younger would be the leader of the older, and the older would serve the younger. Amen. And it was, it was a, a, a crazy, crazy uh, a prophecy that would be uh, formed or, or, or conformed here. And you find that uh, once it come time for Rebekah to have children, you see Esau coming first. But holding on to the heel of Esau was this young child, Jacob. Amen. Uh, and my wife, she works in, in the baby delivery department. And that is not the way you want a child to come out is arms first. Amen, that is not a good thing. But here you find that Jacob, his whole life, amen, had a crazy childhood. Amen, his mother kind of favored him, and Esau, he was kind of the, the worker or the hunter, the gatherer. He was the one that went out, and, and he kind of done his own thing, and he was daddy's boy, so to speak. He was the one who was able to, uh, to go and hunt and gather the food and, and get it ready, and, and he was the one that would seem like he would be the one that accomplished the most things. And Jacob, he was fair-skinned, and he was the one that uh, was maybe the mama's boy, so to speak. Amen, and my mother's looking at me, that's... I'm a mama's boy too. But he was the baby of the family, and I don't know anything about that. Amen. So uh, you find here that maybe he may have been babied his whole life, and Rebecca kind of seemed to favor Jacob. And you find that Jacob his whole life uh, seemed to always fall in the same trap over and over and over again. But you'll find that it come time Esau, amen, he had the rightful part to the birthright from Isaac. And, and you see that uh, Esau didn't care much for it, and, and Jacob caught him unaware one day, and he was hungry. So Jacob ended up tricking him out of his birthright. Amen. Just for a, a bowl of pottage or a bowl of porridge, just something so, so minute. You see, he was, he was more about what he could get right now, and not about what he was laying up for later. Amen. It seemed that he was maybe more carnal-minded than spiritual-minded. You see, uh, Jacob knew that along with the birthright come blessing, and along with the birthright come wonderful things from the Father. Amen. So you find that uh, he ended up tricking Esau out of, out of the birthright, and years go past, and 
And I'm sure things get, uh, you can imagine as Esau gets a little bigger and, and Jacob gets a little older and it come time for Isaac to pass away. And Isaac called Esau and he told him to come in and I, I want to give you the blessing, your rightful blessing as the firstborn. So he told him to go hunt and go gather me some food and bring it to me so that I can eat and then I'll die. So he said, once you bring it back to me, then I'll bless you. But Rebecca overheard this and she wanted, she wanted Jacob to receive her, his part of the blessing. You see, he already, he already got the birthright, but, but she knew exactly what was prophesied to her years ago. And so she took and she fixed up Jacob and she made him to where he looked like Esau. And he smelt like Esau. And man, he conformed, looked just, just like him. Made his way into Isaac after making some food and Rebecca made it just like Isaac would like it so that there would be no confusion whatsoever. And Isaac, or, or Jacob walked into Isaac and Isaac kind of uh, disgruntled for a minute but he, he consented to the, the prognosis that it was Esau and he ended up blessing Jacob. And you find here that Esau hears about this and he's very, very mad. So Jacob is then, he has to flee. And man, he, he's caught in a bad place. Amen. He didn't want to trick his father. He tried to talk his mother out of it. But he still longed for that blessing. He longed for the spiritual things and the spiritual aspect of, of family. So you find here that Jacob, finally he's running from his brother Esau, running, fearing for his life, heading to his uncle's house. And he gets to his uncle's house and he finds some, uh, some sheep out there coming and, and a beautiful lady bringing the sheep uh, to water and and he ends up falling in love with Rachel. And man, he falls in love with this beautiful, beautiful woman. And you see, he goes to Laban and they, they consent to who each other are and they're glad that they're there and glad to, glad to be part. Amen. Glad, glad to have him there with him. And so uh, he asked him, what, what would be your wages? So he said, let me to work seven years for Rachel. I, I, I want this. This is what I desire. So he worked for seven years and everything that he did was blessed and everything that he touched was blessed and, and every, every aspect of his life, God just continued to bless him. But after the seven years, you find Jacob falling into this trick and this, this deceiving thing again and Laban ended up tricking him uh, to marrying Leah, Rebecca's older sister. And man, imagine being Leah number one, but imagine waking up after working for seven years for somebody and then... You're married to somebody else. So he fulfilled her week and worked another seven years for Rachel. So now he's almost enslaved by Laban. Amen. So then after he worked 14 years after that, then, then they started to make a deal how they were going to split up things because he had he'd been blessed so much and God had given so much. So they, they decided they were going to make a deal as to how the cattle were going to be uh, separated. And you see, God blessed, and God just kept blessing, and God just kept blessing uh, uh, Jacob. And then you find that Laban, he tried his best to trick Jacob again, and here you go, everywhere that Jacob went, it seemed like trouble just always followed him. All the while, God's still blessing, and God's still delivering, and God's still moving. And man, a lot of times it's like that. We, we try our best to get in the will of God, and we search so hard to try to find the will of God, but it seems like God is blessing and things are going the way we want them to go. And then all of a sudden, here comes something. The same thing, we, we end up tripping over and, and getting back to the same mistakes and the same things that we, we always tend to go after, wondering why we keep messing up with the same sin. 
But you find that, uh, that it come time that Jacob was to go back. And man, God spoke to him and said, it's time to go back to the land of your father. So Jacob loads up everything that he does and everything that he has. And in the meantime, God has blessed him with family and blessed him with sons, blessed him with cattle and a lot of material things and servants and camels and, and all different kind of lifestyle. God is just continually blessing Jacob. But you'll find every time that uh, Jacob tried to get away, sin was always right there following and so he gets away just, just a few days journey and he stops at a place and here comes Laban and tries to overtake him. And you think that Jacob at this point, he didn't trick anybody, he didn't do anything wrong. He, he took all of just his stuff and left and went, went out to the way but little did he know his wife. His wife stole some idols from her father. Amen. It seemed like Sin just is always right there. The same thing, this, the same old sin, the same old thing is always right there knocking at the door. But you'll find Jacob, after he gets that lined out, he, he comes to this place. He comes to this juncture in, in this place, and it's, it's, a, uh, it's a brook. I mean, it's a brook called Jabbok. I mean, it's a, it's, uh, I found out it's it done a little studying on it. It's, it's not just a... Uh, not just a reservoir or just a small stream, but this Jabbok is actually, uh, it's, a, it's a, an outlet from Jordan, the River Jordan. Amen. It's not just a, a, a stream or just a place that just happened to be there, but the name Jabbok actually means a place of passing over, or it means to empty or to pour out. Amen. And it, you have to remember, it's a tributary off of Jordan. And man, a lot of times we, we know that there's, there's usually several junctures that we preach about. One is, is uh, junctures in, in Christian living as one is the Red Sea. Amen. It's where, it's where we come out of sin and, and we're going to where God desires us to go. Amen. And, and we know and understand that God is delivering us coming over the Red Sea. And then there's another juncture that we come to and it's Jordan. Amen. It's where we actually are getting out of sin and going into the land of promise. Amen. But you'll find years before that Jacob had made his way right to Jabbok. Amen. A tributary actually off of Jordan. Amen. In order for him to get to where God had wanted him to go, he had to cross over Jabbok. But you'll find that he found out that Esau, he starts sending gifts and he knows what's coming. Amen. Imagine doing somebody so wrong and taking something so precious from somebody. He hears uh, that Esau's making his way with 400 men. Could you imagine? My goodness, scared to death. All the things. So he starts sending presents and he starts sending all of these wonderful things and he starts consenting a little bit to the world. Amen. He starts giving him things and, and, and you find out that, that after a while, amen, he sent his, his family. He actually divided them up and he sent his family over. And you find Jacob in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of everything and all the frustration, he finds himself right here, all alone, in this place of Jabbok. Amen, this place of decision. Amen, it wasn't just an ordinary place, but this was a place of pouring out. Amen, it says, and there he started to wrestle the man. Amen, and my mind starts wondering. It says, God is a spirit, and in no man did anybody see God. So at any time did anybody so I'm starting to wonder how in the world is this a manifestation of God or what exactly is this? But then I started to think Jacob was known as the heel grabber. He was known as the deceiver and the trickster and he was known as the liar or he was the one that made everything 
just completely backwards. So he was struggling with something. Amen. And I figured out, or I thought to myself, surely, was it a wrestling in his mind, maybe? Amen. Maybe literally a, a real physical wrestling because he was touch, touched in the hollow of his thigh. Amen. And he was completely transformed. But I believe that the man that Jacob wrestled there that day was about the height of Jacob. I believe he was about as wide as Jacob was. And I believe he was just as strong as Jacob was. Maybe he had the same color hair as Jacob. Maybe he had the same color eyes as Jacob. Do you see where I'm going with this? Maybe at this point in this juncture in his life that he had got to this place of pouring out, this place of, of where I can't go back this way and I can't go into the place where God desires me to go with me being a liar and a treaver and a, a deceiver. I can't go to there, but I, I sure can't go back because I know that God's called me to be something else. So something has to happen right here, right now at this point point in time amen something has to happen a decision has to be made and I believe at that time Jacob starts to wrestle not just with God or an angel but I believe Jacob starts to wrestle with the inside man Jacob and says no longer am I going to be called the liar and no longer am I going to be called the deceiver and no longer am I going to be called the trickster but I'm going to step into the calling of God and I'm going to serve God in the fullness and the capacity that God's given Man, it's easy to be conformed to the world and it's easy to want to look like the world and try to fit into the world and it's easy to try to make the money and, and look just like them but at the same time you, you want to still be in church and you want to still uh, have everything put together and you want to look just right and, and let me tell you this when you make up in your mind when you said in your mind that neither height nor death nor breath or principalities or powers, when you make up in your mind, when you win the battle of your mind, there's no telling what you can do in God. And man, Satan knows if he can steal your mind. He knows if he can steal your thoughts that he's got you one. But it's this place of Jabbok. It's this place of pouring out so Jacob started there wrestling, and the, the wrestling didn't last just a few moments. Amen. Amen. I, I talked with a man this week about, uh, just about salvation. He looked at me, and he said, I, I know I'm not going to make it to heaven. And uh, I said, do you know what you're saying? He said, yeah, I know what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm just not going to make it. And uh, he said, I've done too much bad things and I, I, I've, I've done too, too much wrong and, and God just, there's no way God can, uh, can forgive me. And he said, besides that, I, I like to sin. It's easy to sin. It is easy to sin. It is easy to do wrong and it is easy to make mistakes. That's where the grace and mercy comes. But first, in order to understand, understand grace, and mercy, you have to put on the helmet of salvation in order to understand salvation and to actually grasp the concept of mercy and grace. You have to get it up here. Man, a lot of people have a lot of good intentions. Amen. And they make good intentions in their hearts. Amen. I've seen a lot of people say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to walk two miles a day. I'm going to do it. And they set out in their heart and they said, I got my heart set. Got my heart set. I'm going to walk two miles a day. And maybe some say, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I got my heart set. 
But after a week or so, you find things just, just not going the way, uh, the way that they thought that they might go. And it's because they thought in their heart. They didn't make up in their mind. And man, there comes a time in our lives where we're going to have to put down everything that we feel sometimes, everything that we think that, that, we, we've, that felt good just a little bit, and we're going to have to rely on our minds. Man, this place of Jabbok, and man, it's a place where we go to be saved. Man, it's a, it's a place, amen, a spirit field totally dedicated to the work of the Lord. Amen. Sometimes we still get hooked on secret sin, maybe. Man, well, we look the part. Amen. We look the part and we can, we can dress the part and we can sing the part. And we can play the part and we, we can do everything just right. But inside of our mind, there's a warring going on. And it seems like every time that we come to the understanding that here I am again, here I'm falling victim again to the same sin, here I am once more, God, is there any way you can forgive me? And God in His grace and His mercy is willing to forgive. But He doesn't want you, He doesn't just want to pour out grace and mercy. He wants a transformation of your mind. He wants a renewing of your mind. A transformation, a transformation. Amen. Not, not just a, a look-alike thing and not just an act-alike thing, but a transformation. Amen. He was a man known as Jacob. Supposed to be, supposed to be a country or a people called Israel. He was a man called Jacob. Supposed to be a people called Israel. Amen. Uh, maybe I, I can put this to you today. Sometimes we miss what God would have for us. Amen. Sometimes we, we miss the mark. Sometimes we make mistakes. And sometimes we, we stumble and, and we fall. But God is, is good in His mercy and His grace. But there, there comes a point where a decision has to be made. Amen. I don't believe that it's any coincidence that it, it may have been close to the same place that Joshua stood several years later when he made the, the statement, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Amen. The same place, the, the, the banks of Jordan and the bank of Jabbok, the, the, the same river there. Choose you this day in whom you're going to serve. I wonder tonight if you've actually made up in your mind who you're going to serve. Amen. Or over and over again are we going to peace. Amen. We sin and we weep and we confess and we try to think our way out of it and, 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 and angels and schemes and justifications and excuses and plans all are in vain. We seem to be powerless against the utterless overwhelming desires of this sin. Amen. You'll, you'll find that, uh, that he was a good man Amen. He had actually matured over, over this, this time and he didn't want to be Jacob anymore. He didn't want no part of this old man Jacob. I wonder tonight, is anybody at the place? I wonder if anybody's at the place where 
we can actually be real with our hearts and real with our minds. Are we tired of coming to the same juncture and the same place in our lives that, that this is it? Amen. This is, this is going to be the sin that keeps me from going to heaven. This is going to be the one that, that takes me down. I've been faithful in all these other aspects of my life. And God has blessed me and God has added to me. And He's done wonderful things in my life. But I come to this point every time and it seems like every time I would turn around, here it is. It's right here. It's right here, and it could be something just so simple. A lot of times people will let... I've seen a lot of people that can be used in the kingdom of God and people that could be great soul winners and people that have talents and ability to let something so small, something so minute keep them from fulfilling the will of God and, and keep them from walking in the aspects that God would have. Something so small, something that don't matter, something so inconceivable. But they find themselves, uh, they're, they're trying to do good and they're trying, every aspect of their life, everywhere else, they're doing great. They're measuring up their attendance is wonderful. Their Bible reading is great. Their prayer time is there. They're, they're, they may be doing home Bible study, but they're, they're slipping right here at this same thing. And for some reason, they can't get over this step. Every time that they would go to make a move, here it is. Every time that you would walk over here and think, I got this thing whooped. I, I, I've truly repented and God is completely, he's completely washed me and that he does. His grace is sufficient. His grace is good enough. No matter what it is, his grace is good enough and he's great and faithful to forgive. But I want to tell you there's, there's places as you come and there's roads and junctures in your life that you got to stop and you got to check your mind and say, am I really, really leaving everything down? Am I laying everything down in my mind or is it just a few things that, that I'm holding on to. You can't serve God halfway and you can't just serve him with the way of your feeling in your heart, but you gotta serve him with all of your mind and all of your soul and all of your heart. Are you willing to serve the Lord? Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. I believe today with the world getting more and more evil, I don't see it getting in a better matter. In fact, the word said it's going to wax worse and worse. Things are only going to get worse. And if you can't stand and if we can't get a hold of this thing in our minds right now, what is the possibility of things when it gets just a little worse? What's going to happen if they do take our Bibles away and say, you can't preach that. You can't preach against homosexuality. You can't preach against sin. That offends thousands of people out there. How are you going to stand if you don't have this thing up here? How are you going to make it? How are you going to live for God if you don't have your mind set right? Be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind, the renewing of your mind, the renewing of your mind. It's not just a simple fix, but it's complete transformation. It's a place where you go from being a caterpillar, one that, that, that all they do is kind of leech off of, of other people's ministry and the ministries of God. All they do is they're, they're eating of the plants and, and they don't make anything. They, they just they kind of consume things just one bite at a time and one bite at a time. And that's great because it's, it's fulfilling them. But there comes a point that they have to be transformed and they got to start putting in. And man, once they go from being the, the, the caterpillar to the butterfly, then they start pollinating and then things are, are productive. And then, but it all stems from a transformation of our mind. It comes all the way down to a point. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. The man that you're going to find at this place. 
this man that you're going to find at this juncture, it's not going to be easy. Sin don't like to die. Sin don't like to go down. Matter of fact, Satan's going to give everything that he's got and he's going to try his very best. You can cross over the Red Sea with a great multitude of folks. It's easy. I mean, think about it. They had all their cattle. They had all their treasures, and even Egypt's treasure, a lot of it. Moses smote the water. The water's parted. They're walking on dry ground. How wonderful that was. Amen. They come out of Egypt. They, they walked out of sin, and they walked in to where, or, or started heading towards the direction that God wanted them to go. But they wandered in the wilderness because they couldn't wrap their minds around something. It's when you come to the point of Jabbok, you're going to find yourself alone. Jacob did. Joshua did. Amen. You're not going to have a whole lot of people cheering you on. You're not going to have somebody say, hey, you can do this. Amen. A lot of times you're going to fight this battle one-on-one. One-on-one. And let me tell you this. There's nobody that knows your strengths like you do. There's nobody that knows your weaknesses like you do. Nobody. I wish some of us could get our minds right. I wish some of us could make up in our minds that I've slipped and I've done the same things over and over again. I've made some of the same mistakes that I've made over the years. But tonight is the night that I just completely stopped. Tonight is the night that I receive victory and I I don't just want a a, a conforming and I don't want just a a partial touch, but I want a complete transformation. And I wish some of us, uh, Pastor preached this morning on standing or, or fleeing. Sometimes we have to flee, but sometimes we have to stand and fight. Sometimes we have to, and it's it's not easy. If you do the same things over and over and over again and you expect something different, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. You're going to get the same result over and over and over and over and over and over. Chabok is a lonely place, but it was the most glorious place that Jacob ever could have come to. Amen. Because after he won the battle in his mind and after he warred against himself all night and won the victory, he was no longer called Jacob. He was no longer known as the heel grabber, as the one that, that wanted to be first but wasn't first. He was known as the promise. He was known as the promise. Amen. I wonder tonight if you're, you're tired of being Jacob. And you're tired of being the same person that you used to be. And you're tired of going the same places that you used to go. Man, when you make a decision in your mind to serve the Lord. Man, a lot of people that that don't serve the Lord, they would look at you and say, you're making a foolish decision. How can you make a decision like that? Man, but I'm going to tell you once you get your head wrapped around it. 
decisions that seem so huge and life-altering and think, how am I going to make it? are so easy to make because I've made a decision up here. Not just in here, but I've made a decision in my mind that I'm going to serve the Lord and I'm going to do all that He would have for me. And the decisions that, that would be so, so great and so grand are so easy. People don't understand it, but it's because I got my mind right. I got my mind right. I got my mind right. You can be blessed. Amen. I had a, a great man tell me the other day. He said, you can choose one, one thing. And I, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And he said, you can do one thing and God will bless you. And he does. God blesses me and I know he blesses you. I can look around and see the mercies of God on everybody's life. Well, we don't deserve the blessings. He still blesses. Amen. And I, I don't know if it's just because of his love or if it's because he's rewarding us for his, our faithfulness toward him. But whatever it might be, God still blesses. And he still blesses. Or you can choose this. Might be inconvenient. Might be hard, but God can still bless you. I thought, what? How? How could God bless you in both, both ways? And I, but God is a loving and a just and a faithful God. But you have to discern for yourself which one gives God the most glory. I wonder, could we stand tonight? There's a lot of people missing a lot of things in their lives, and I'm one of them. But we've come to the place of Jabbok. It's a place to empty from holding on of all the burdens, all the trials, all the situations, and all the decisions that you thought, I just can't make this. It's a place of emptying out. It's a place to pour out. It's a place to, to completely relieve your mind. Amen. I wonder if you're at that place tonight. Nobody can make you cross it. Nobody could want you to cross it. Jacob could have turned and fled and went the other way. And God probably would have blessed him because God is a blessing God. But God has a calling on his life. He had a certain situation that God knew. God knew. He foreknew him. He knew what he was going to do. There's a lot of people under the sound of my voice that are longing for something more than what they have. I'd give anything, I'd give anything. If that was me. I'd give anything if that was me up there. I'd give anything if I could be the one talking. I, I'd give anything if I could be the one speaking to that person. I, I, I wish that could be me. Let me tell you, it's not some great army that, that's standing in your way. It's not your wife. It's not your family. It's not the dog. It's not the cat. It's not Laban. It's not your brother. The person standing in front of you is you. 
When the man asked Jacob, he said, what is your name? And Jacob said, my name is Jacob. Jacob looked at the man and he said, what is your name? He said, why is it that you would ask me? Why would you ask who I am? Don't you know? Don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I am? My friends, tonight all that has to be made is a decision up here. It's a life-changing decision. Life-altering decision. And I'll tell you this, God, you could turn and walk out and God can bless you. He can. But which one glorifies God the most? Which one really fulfills the destiny? Just think of how many people you could save by your talent and your ability. Just think about how many times that you could say the right thing that God could minister through you. But you won't get it being at the place where you're at. You have to make the decision in your mind. wonder with every head bowed and every eyes closed if maybe we could really examine ourselves. Really. Don't worry about anybody else because when we stand before God, it's not going to be anybody but me and Him. We can't say, well, that one didn't tell me and that one, that one may have done me wrong. We, we can't say all that. It's going to be you and Him. I don't know about you, but I choose this day. I know who I'm going to serve. <laughs> Mind not the high things. Mind not the high things. Don't worry. Don't worry. Because God's got everything in the palm of His hand. If you think this decision is going to affect my life to the point where people are going to walk out on me, it might. It might. But is God really being glorified through it all? Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.